0: why I was so keen on talking about it.
1: Well, that's why we do this podcast. <laughs> sure. So you can just start talking about it and then you figure out your point midway through.
0: Yeah. But it was just kind of this rash of things and maybe it speaks more to the stuff that I pay attention to mm-hmm. the sources that I pay attention beyond to
1: beyond destiny and right. <laughs>
0: WikiLeaks. Yeah. Well, even WikiLeaks has taken a backseat to destiny. Right. Um, but all this sort of over the top feminism to use a very broad term, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the humongous stuff. So I sent you the humongous stuff. And then the other thing, what made me, what, what then, is that was then followed up by this story. So when I wake up in the mornings, the first thing I do is Grab my phone in, in, a, in an attempt to stay awake and not go back to sleep because I'm so tired. Right. I grab my phone and start looking at my at news articles mm-hmm. to try and just keep myself from falling back asleep.
1: Just to desperately keep yourself. Yeah,
0: it's just anything. And I know it's a terrible habit. And, the, and in theory, the last thing I want to do when I wake up in the morning is grab my phone and look at my stupid phone that I've been looking at for you know, however long the day before but I just need some, if not, I'll just fall right back to sleep. And I saw this story about, uh, the headline was more or less, the rape joke that is rocking Apple, something like that. Mm -hmm. So I clicked on it, I'm reading the article, and it's uh, sort of discussing what happened, and then it's, and this is from Gizmodo, I think. Mike? Well, the story that I was reading was from Gizmodo. Okay. So and Gizmodo is writing the story because they're saying, this is the story. We have the chat logs. You
1: started at the follow-up. Right. I started the follow-up. So
0: I'm reading the chat logs, and I'm thinking to myself, this is...
1: Did you intro the story? The, the, the chat log? So, the...
0: yeah. So the story is that there's a female Apple employee who works in some department, and that is, and she is the only female employee in that department. Mm-hmm. She logs into the company's chat server when she gets to work and someone makes a bed, bed intruder joke. The YouTube video about the guy, um,
1: Hydra wife, Hydra, right. Hydra wife, hide your kids. That, that's off. Uh, he makes
0: creator. that joke in the chat room and the, Workspace chat room. He references it. He references it. And she is immediately like, You know, I really don't think it's appropriate to me making rape jokes at work, something like that. To which this guy is immediately like, You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done it. It won't happen again. It was entirely uh, inappropriate. Which I will say, it was not entirely inappropriate, <laughs> but you know, well, oh,
1: you're, you're 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 jumping ahead. <laughs> sure, you got to take. So, anyways, stomach. so
0: I'm reading this. I'm I'm reading the chat logs. and I'm thinking to myself, this is rocking Apple like to the core. Like this is the big, the big deal, and and I just didn't see what the huge deal. And then it later goes on to say like this woman uh, then emails Tim Cook includes the chat log minus the part where the guy says. Hey, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. It won't happen again. It wasn't appropriate. She just emails the joke itself. She does not at any point in her emails say, "Oh yeah, and this guy apologized to me right afterwards." Uh, and so I was just so I read that, I get out of bed, I go to work, and it's sticking with me. So I when I get to work, I look up the Gizmodo article, and then I look up the Parent article, right from a website called mike.com. And thinking that like this is, this is getting out of hand. By the time it's gotten to Gizmodo, it's gotten out of hand. Mm-hmm. But I, lo and behold, I go to the mike.com website and they're taking it way more seriously than I ever thought anybody would. And, and that is like, they're taking the stance of like, look at how disgusting this workplace is for women more or less. And so that accompanied with the humongous video of the woman screaming at the guy because he made a bad joke that his name was humongous. Right. And then um, and then just the other day, I sent you another video that I don't know what you, if you've watched, but it's gotten very popular now about this. Her name's Annalise Nielsen, and yeah. apparently she's somebody yeah, rich.
1: She, yeah, she owns a porn site and okay. is kind of a entrepreneurial. Sure like blogger maybe right yeah
0: but and it's a video of her berating her lift driver because he has one of those dancing hawaiian girl statues in his car that
1: like a bobblehead
0: a bobblehead more i mean it's not a bobblehead but it's a bobble body it's a bobble yeah thing and it just is like it's completely the innocuous. The way I described it
1: actually makes it sound really bad. <laughs> right. it's not a bobble body.
0: And so it just is like this confluence of all of these over the top reactions to e- either someone making the most innocent of mistakes or no mistake being made at all. And it just is this strange culture that's sort of growing Or subculture. Maybe it's not growing. Maybe it's just getting this attention because it's so terrible. But Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think that that's the interesting piece of this whole thing, which is what's perception, what's reality, and, of course, it's probably somewhere in between. But I can only gauge my reaction. Uh I read the Mike article first. Right. That does not tell you what the rape joke is. Right, exactly. It just references... Right. A rape joke. So is I was
0: imagining reading that white cargo and being like, wow, this is bad. And and, and thinking like, um, and feeling like sympathetic for the woman involved. But then you see the transcripts on Gizmodo. and just is like, this is like, there's literally nothing here. First of all, it's not even an offensive joke. He's literally mentioning, he's literally referencing a YouTube video with multiple millions of views that I think... It may, this is, this is the, other th- the other thing that made me think about. There's a couple things that made me think about. This is the first thing. How literal people take things now and how they think that makes them like smart because they're taking things so literal. Mm-hmm. And it also made me think of, I can't remember the other one now. I literally just thought of it. And now I but the literal thing is like, it's like, yes, is that song about rape? I mean, yes, it is.
1: He, well, he prevented a rape. Right, exactly. So he's just saying, like, like no rape occurred. I think that's an important right. distinction. No rape occurred in the story that features a man saying, hide your wife, right. hide your kids. He is referencing a home intruder, but, you know, yeah. rape is implied. It's not. That, overt- is,
0: that is literally what it's about. But in reality, what it means to, our, to the American culture is that it just is a funny song on YouTube. Right. Like, it, it, I feel the same way about the there's the the um, the the that all, all the awkward uh, interaction where it's like someone has just experienced the loss. And uh, in, in order to be sympathetic, somebody is just like, hey, I'm sorry for your loss. And it's like, well, why are you sorry? You didn't cause it. I I hate you. (laughs) You killed him. like, well, look, okay. I know I literally did not cause this death. I'm just trying to be sympathetic here. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to provide some support. It doesn't have to like taking things. So literally doesn't make you like smart or better than other. It just is like, and that seems to be the way that a lot of this thinking is going of like, it's clear cut. There is no room for interpretation. There's no room for like. Uh, the benefit of the doubt.
1: Well, and I think that in working through, I think we we also need to be careful that we're dealing with online, you know, sources who live by clicks. That, you know, a lot of times the, the, the reporting is going to be in such a way that it's going to emphasize the salacious parts of something, it, things that will drive people to read it more than hey here's a debatable issue is this appropriate or not which mike.com should have done Mm because they could have gotten the transcript like gizmodo did right of the joke they chose not to because in clearing up the ambiguity i think you lose the clickbait nature of it so i think i think that these sites are built in such a way to feed off of our frustrations to kind of, you know, throw fuel on that fire. And I think for me, I kept reading the article and trying to be like, okay, okay, I'm sympathetic. (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. (laughs) Knowing that, you know, even without reading the Gizmodo article that said, here's the joke, Mm. knowing in my heart of hearts that this was much ado about nothing in the Mike.com article. But I couldn't help but think about, You know, our modern issues with rape culture and victim blaming, Mm -hmm. you know, where there's this idea of don't blame the victim, Mm -hmm. but there's also a reality of the Rolling Stone articles out there, you know, with a female who might or a male who might do a false accusation. Mm -hmm. And you have, like, we watched, um, the 30 for 30 on the Duke lacrosse Mm -hmm. team that was falsely accused in the, in the washout of things, I'd probably still say victim blaming is the most common response that people still have to this. Mm -hmm. And that these sensationalized stories of false reporting are the ones that capture our attention. No one wants to hear just endless stories of the military covering up, you know, sexual abuse and harassment. The church covering up, you know, sexual abuse and harassment. You know, NFL teams, celebrities, whatever. You know, it's 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 endless. It's mm-hmm. endless, and people don't want to hear. It. The fact that R. Kelly's still out there in our society operating, right, is a that that to me tips the scales. And like, yeah, we we need. We have a long way to go mm-hmm. as a society until we properly come in balance with with victim blaming so i I don't know <clears throat> that I'm fully equating these things, but what what do you think? do you think that this kind of and feminism is a term that is almost meaningless yeah now i agree we've run it into the we need something else, you know on the negative side of it it's like. Well, I'm not going to compare it to alt-right, but, you know, I mean, like, it just needs a new term. Um, But do you think that there's an equivalent there? And do you think that these issues surrounding this kind of like, what word would you use for it? It's like an over, it's it's a co-opting of feminist issues for self-gain and attention. The
0: the thing it made me, the first thing it made me think of was PC culture. And it's and that is also a a very messy term to use because it is heavily tied to at the moment the alt right. But when I think of when I hear of people complaining about PC culture, this is what I think of. Now I know that the people who are in the public complaining about PC culture have a much broader Idea of it than I do, right? And a an idea that I don't agree with necessarily, but these are the examples that make me think like this is what gives, um, people who complain about PC culture some semblance of legitimacy because stuff like this is happening. It's being so. It's it's not just that it's being publicized. That was the other. That's the other uh factor in in the uh, humongous video and in the Annalise Nielsen video. These people are, are sharing this themselves. They are seeing, the, the woman in the humongous video is seeing herself as a standing up for something and, and she released that video herself. That was not like, hey, look at this crazy confrontation I caught a- a- happening in public. That was this woman posting to Facebook saying, I was sexually harassed at this event. Nobody did anything about it. Everyone ignored me. Why are women being ignored? Like she has no clue that she is, uh, that she could be taken in a, in a different light than how she's portraying herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, Same thing with the. And now apparently she was drunk in the Annalise Nielsen video, but but regardless, she handed that video over to someone else to upload for her. So she still made that decision to share this video where she is being abusive and just like illogical and you know just like dumb like yeah. she's being dumb yeah
1: i think the mvp of that video the annalise nielsen one is the a uh, female passenger who's i guess they're sharing a lift yeah. ride together who basically just like pipes in for just a few seconds of the video mm-hmm. but just calls annalise she's like you're pathetic yeah and it's like i'm pathetic why she's like yeah you are <laughs> Like her, just a little common sense dropped in there, because and the driver did a great job too, um, but yeah, it's it's a lack of irony in both those and the humongous video, you know, which is basically a lady trying to confront a guy who does a lame joke, trying to say when she's like, "What's your name?" Mm-hmm. He says, "It's Hugh Humongous," and she takes that as part of a sexual joke. Mm-hmm that he is implying a punchline to Mm -hmm. not realizing that he delivered the punchline,
0: which is kind of funny because the punchline stops at Mungus. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) exactly. She, she, uh, you know, maybe her comic sensibilities are actually more fine tuned than (laughs) I think because she's expecting that there's more to that joke. And she doesn't realize like
0: you heard the joke. This is just a great big fat guy who's saying my name is calling himself big, big and fat. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, and, and and with her, it's, it's a complete lack of, of irony, um, which I, I think can be, I don't know if it's tied to, and I don't know if we want to go here with it, but we're, we're also, we're big Survivor fans Mm -hmm. and Survivor's new season just started up Mm -hmm. and it is Millennials versus Gen X. Mm -hmm. I work in a college, so... I'm exposed a lot to millennials and I read a lot of articles about millennials. Do you believe the stereotypes? Like, like we've just seen one episode of, of, um, survivor, mm-hmm. but it's basically every millennial stereotype right smushed into 45 minutes so far.
0: Yeah. I, I think the, I think the loudest characters on the millennial tribe are the millennial stereotypes. But I think there are the majority of that tribe is not does not uh, play into the stereotype, and I think the stereotype is uh, I I know I mean look I know people who are prime examples are millennial alpha right they 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 are the the
1: platonic ideal right of this millennial. is when
0: someone complains about millennials they are that complaint but I also no, I I may not know it emotionally. I may have an emotional response to the millennials of like the grumpy old man, of like yeah, you know they're all bums. But I know intellectually that that idea is wrong, and I know that that idea existed for my generation, and it existed for the generation before me, and it, it, it right. just it's just a matter of right. we are now. In the mm-hmm. older generation, mm-hmm. and we see the younger generation as a, we only see its negatives because we're no longer a part of it, and we don't, the only exposure we, I mean, that also is another factor, like, the media and everything we get is negative. You don't get positive stories on the news. You don't get positive stories on, uh, you know, reality TV. Reality TV is nothing but forced sometimes written drama like the opposite of reality it just is so so i know on an intellectual level that that is wrong and that it would be literally impossible for this vague idea of a person to apply to every single person that falls in that Mm -hmm. demographic i just know that's wrong so i don't uh i believe there are plenty of people who in, who encompassed the millennial stereotype, just like there were plenty of people in our generation who encompassed the stereotype of whatever our generation was. We're Gen X, right? Yeah. Gen X, but I don't know what that stereotype was. I mean, I'm sure it was just the same thing. Lazy.
1: Listen. No, no, like, no. Listen, if you, if you believe survivor, the Gen X stereotypes are hardworking. Exactly. Are we, we've, we've turned into the greatest generation right. attributes because that's called maturity and that's how you wanna think of yourself. Exactly. You know? But yeah, no, we we as a generation probably do right. not live and up to those. And
0: so what it comes down to is there is no real millennial stereotype. What it is is the stereotype of the generation below you (laughs) and the stereotype you have of your own generation, which is, which is prideful and positive and hardworking and all those other attributes.
1: As the generation before you starts dying off, you get to mythologize your own generation and then you get to call yourself like the greatest generation or whatever. (laughs) Um, So here's, here's my thing though. I think we're all dancing, we're dancing around the same issues in all three of these things, whether it's the, Feminist PC culture, whether it's the uh, rape culture and victim blaming, or whether it's just generational and, and categorizing millennials, you have certain representations that will feed into a predisposition, into a prejudice that you have against somebody of that that may not share the same ideas as you, not saying that you're against it, mm. but just like if you don't fully identify with the PC feminist culture, then somebody who represents that culture and does something stupid, it becomes easier for you to be like, see, that's the PC culture that I'm talking about mm-hmm. and start to right. kind of like spread that out in your mind and let that go outside of, you know, just these few bad eggs or... These articles that everyone passes around be like, can you believe this person, you know, who's like, you know, decrying the fact that everything's not handmade in our culture, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I think that that I want to resist that, that pull to just be dismissive because either I don't identify with that culture or... I am actively against that culture in some way because it annoys me or frustrates me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's a really hard thing to do to balance out because it's so easy to just react, be able to react, just jump out there um, and, and voice your opinion or to get weirdly sucked into somebody and, and, and want to see like the fallout, you know, like Annalise Mm -hmm. Nielsen. Mm And then you're like, on looking at her tweets and replies just right. to see somebody who's like, kill yourself or right. hear her be like, I am so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that kind of, none of that is positive, but it's so easy to fall into, right. you know? And so I think that's the thing that I took away from reading these things is trying to, however I respond to it and, and feeling the freedom to say like that lady at Apple needs to chill out. She needs yeah. to calm down yeah. or, to make fun of Annalise Nielsen, right? She put herself out there like she is she is putting herself out there as a brand. And I think in that case, I can look at the brand and be like, you know, Coca-Cola's new label looks stupid. Mm-hmm. And I can be like, her as a brand, as a personality, as a social figure that she's trying to propagate is a joke. It's a, it's a joke, and I yeah. think that I should be able to to say that. At the same time, I don't want that to then bleed into me saying, you know, that's why I'm not a feminist.
0: Right. The problem, yeah, the problem is in saying that the tendency is to use it to make a more extreme point when in reality it just is kind of, it's not really anything. It just is like a opinion.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's hard because I think there are some things that you can internalize off of it. So there are some things that you might want, some lessons that you might want to take away from it. But with these, it's dangerous because you very quickly start to talk and generalize about something um, that you have no connection to or a culture that you have no connection to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why, like it. It kills me. It's, it's reason enough for me to, like you, cancel my Facebook account. Every time there's an officer shooting and mm-hmm. a black, usually man, is killed, but women have been killed too. Mm-hmm. And people jump on Facebook and immediately start saying, you know, the issue is compliance or mm-hmm. blue lives matter or whatever. And starting to pick apart little details in these people's lives that they can then feel like they can hoist up and be like, they were using drugs. See, (laughs) or you remember Trayvon Martin? After people went out and found like the the worst pictures Mm -hmm. of him in a hoodie, just to try and be like, no, see, he he kind of is a bad egg, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, And seeing people do that, and to not have any connection to the culture that they're critiquing or any care to understand that culture. Like I don't ever want to be that. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to be that force. I don't ever want to be like on any of those cultures that we talked about on the feminist culture, which again, I'm sympathetic to, I have no connection to, I'm not Mm -hmm. raising a daughter. You know, I'm married to a woman. Yeah. That's my connection. I have some sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't ever want to so lose touch that I just start using straw man, straw like this Apple employee or whatever else, or all the other, like I could come up with a hundred, you know, examples, but that doesn't make a case that, you know, there is a force out there that represents all of that, that is called feminism Mm -hmm. or whatever.
0: Yeah. I think my takeaway is, is that it's just that And it applies to a lot of, it applies most, it applies, I think to all like internet arguments. And it's one of the reasons why I couldn't look at Facebook anymore. I think my takeaway from like the, the uh, humongous video and the Annalise Nielsen video is just that that is not how you change somebody's mind. Like, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that, not the benefit of the doubt. I believe that you truly believe the things that you are screaming about, screaming about <laughs> and getting upset about like, mm-hmm. and not in like a cynical way. Like I'll grant you that I, I, I'll I fully admit. I have no idea what your experience is and that those things may be genuinely hurtful or uncomfortable to you, whatever. I'll, I'll give that to you. But you don't then change somebody's mind or change somebody's behavior by screaming at them mm-hmm. or by calling them names or by just talking to them like they're dumb like it, it's just not how like it's just not how it works like like in the humongous video like at no point are you going to like get somebody to stand down to you or to like understand your perspective by just screaming that they are sexually harassing you right. It just is not how it works.
1: Or approaching with a camera
0: in your hands. It's already already a confrontation. Yes. Yeah. It it just is. I I don't know. It just seems like. Like and with the with the Hawaiian doll thing, like. To me, it becomes a thing where it's like, let's say that I, I don't know what that could have been to. For me to like warrant a reaction, like, I mean, I guess it it, like, even if it was like a Confederate flag, I would have probably gotten in the car, seen the Confederate flag and be like, you know what? I probably don't want to interact with this person. I'll take my car ride in peace. And get out, <laughs> yeah. right? Because uh, number one, I just don't want to have that conversation. But number two, I know it's it's not really going to accomplish anything. It's probably not going. Like someone who would drive around in a public vehicle with a, uh, yeah. a kind of flag, flag inside, Like if I'm assuming that they are evil for having that flag in there for having those beliefs, why am I then assuming that yelling at them or calling them names or talking to them like they're idiots is going to change anything? This is not how it works. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't understand what anyone's trying to. And again, I I just read before we started reading this that apparently she was drunk. So she's obviously not thinking straight anyways.
1: Well, I I think that she stood by that video and what she said. Well, right. That's the other thing. Like like I said, she
0: handed in the video to be uploaded. So
1: And, and I think even still today, like she's has not been drunk for the last few months or however long it's been. Yeah. She's had a chance to sober up and be like, "Nope. I I am proud of the way that I responded." can maybe have another conversation about I just read a bunch of articles about the Corey Feldman thing
0: oh yeah I sent
1: you that link you sent me that link which then sent me on a rabbit hole of of reading yeah one thing that that I'm finding really interesting so Corey Feldman was on the today show Mm -hmm. and he's premiering a song from an apparently smashing pumpkins-esque double disc Ten years. Well, it's like
0: a bad EDM yes. rap rock thing. Yes. Yeah.
1: And he's been working on it for like ten years. And he's also trying to fund it to to completion. Mm-hmm. And the performance is not very good. Right. And then uh everyone started mocking it. Nathan Rabin rang for the A V Club, I think it was. Or no, I think he wrote it on his own for medium dot com. Nathan mm-hmm. Rabin came out and uh Kind of was just like, okay, guys, you can laugh at this, but it's really sad. It's, yeah. you know, it's it's not completely funny. And then I read an AV Club article that was basically like, uh, Corey Feldman's not a good dude beyond, you know, all these things that he's had to face in his life and mm-hmm. beyond what Nathan Raven was saying in his article. So... I think it's okay for us to say like, this was not good. This was bad. It was kind of funny. And Corey Feldman does not get a free pass for his pass because apparently like all those women in angel costumes behind him are like part of a talent like agency that he's trying to start. And he's making them sign like a contract that's like controlling their weight. Mm -hmm. That's like, In it it says like you have to be coachable and teachable. You have you can't eat meat, stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the first sign of trouble with the girls is is that he's talking about giving like giving these girls an avenue to fulfill their dreams, and yet you see the girls and they're like wearing barely any clothes at all, playing terrible music.
1: And 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 they're backing him they're helping
0: him achieve his dreams. Yeah, when I sent it to you, I, I said this to me because it wasn't too long ago that Corey Feldman, and he's been saying this for a long time, um, but came out again and reiterated his claims of like mass child abuse in Hollywood. And when I sent that to you, I said, this is the strongest evidence of Corey Feldman's uh, child abuse claims in Hollywood. And I meant that legitimately. Like yes. watching that, I could not help think about like this guy. Must have really had a terrible, terrible childhood. Yes. Because this is the performance of someone who has absolutely no touch with reality whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the performance is bad. The music is even worse. Like, there's no way this should be happening on any level whatsoever. Like, it's not only are the girls being manipulated by him, he is being manipulated by whichever channel hosts the Today Show. Because there's no way producers are watching it and thinking, this is uh, primetime, daytime TV, air quality music and performance. Right. Like, it just is a, It's a freak show from right. all around. Everyone is being manipulated. And so, and so I sent it to you, and I had the same feeling, I guess, as Nathan Rayburn, I didn't read his thing, but it was just like, this is, uh, it's not, it's just sad. The whole thing mm-hmm. is just sad. I will say, though, the most confusing thing to me about that entire performance is why are they showing his album artwork as a screenshot on a cell phone? <laughs> so, like, when they cut to his album artwork, it's not the artwork of the album. It is a picture of the artwork on a rendering of, like, an iPhone 3. Right. <laughs> on, like, a white background.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think he's completed it. I think that was probably <laughs> right. Corey's fault, is that he didn't come with... Uh, with a camera ready, you know, shot right. of his album sure. cover. But yeah, I mean, part of it makes me, makes me wonder, again, kind of riffing on what we're seeing and in, in the broader implications of the culture of like, you know, th- there's always this idea of like, no, you know, all press is good press. Mm-hmm. It's like, whether it's good or bad, you're, you're creating a conversation and that can only help you. Or, like, you're using yourself as a brand, you mm-hmm. know? And when I see Corey Feldman, I see all of those ideas like perverted and misunderstood and blown out into, you know, horrific proportions that are mm-hmm. completely out of control. And, uh, and, then I, I, and then I just started thinking, like, who's responsible? You know? Right. Like, who? Somebody needs to take accountability. For this, because before everything was contained in like a cycle, like the you know, all press is good press kind of idea Mm -hmm. was like could be controlled by managers or whatever. But now, with the internet, you can just go out there and just like destroy yourself, and no one's going to stop you. Yeah, and no one's going to want to step in and be like, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that. You know, like you said, USA Today is going to basically profit off of it because they know they're making a viral video and they don't care about the quality and they don't care about Corey Feltman, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, you know, Corey Feldman. this other article makes a good point that, you know, no matter what he's been through, he's a, maybe not a good dude. So how do you process like all of this stuff now? Like I, I, I feel like we know too much and I feel like that's the, Big negative impact of social media beyond any other apop- apocalyptic vision. Mm-hmm. Just like you, by being on social media, reveal too much of yourself. You can't help it. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you are in any spotlight, you have the potential of just completely imploding and not being able to recover. And one thing that I found interesting. Was I was listening to a podcast and they watched um, an episode of the first season of Real World mm-hmm. on MTV. And they were talking about this one episode and they played some clips. And it's amazing how those people were just like there for an experience. And they didn't know about like social branding or media. Like they, they were just on this show. No one was even really sure what reality TV was. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of it was still like kind of scripted in some way. Yeah. But you see what's happened in just like the, what, 20 years? We've turned it all into like this freak show, you Mm -hmm. know, and no one's going to check you on it. Like, you know, I could pass that Corey Feldman video around and have a good laugh at it. Or, I could read the article about him being a bad dude and not engage in it, but to me, the fact that he's doing it is the is the problem. you know how do yeah. we stop How do we stop that i think I think that the cat's out of that bag it's never going back like we're never going back to season one of real world, where people are just like i'm obli- I, yeah, I'm innocent. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to experience something real. Yeah. It's like everything now is just like. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm searching with Corey Feldman, it's like, I'm, I'm looking for just any validation at all. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, I'm trying to become a brand. I feel like we, we, we can't go back.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's become a, a self self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: We're living in a Black Mirror episode. They don't have to write it, they just have to show it. Do us our own reality.